Okay, so it's Friday night. Thursday. Thursday night. Tuesday. Tuesday night. I it's it's after work. I am in a pretty chill, intense uh, Call of Duty Warzone 2.0 session, and I hear the door open. I had known previously that Megan was walking Oreo as well as getting us food for the night. She comes in, and the look on her face, I am completely baffled by. I ask her what's wrong, and in the midst of it all, she breaks down in front of me and is really explaining to me how she was attacked by a deli cat. So, Tuesday, I had a pretty chill day at work, took a lunch break to meet up with a friend to discuss a small side project thing we're working on together. I am call Megan as on my way home and decide or try and figure out what we're trying, what we're going to eat tonight. And it was kind of an off night because it was Valentine's Day and Maya, Uh, we got um, a phone call and said she was sick. We had to go pick her up from school. So Sam's coming back. And that was the first time that she ever needed to be picked up from school. Yeah. So we were a bit worried. Yeah. And I went, I grabbed her from school. She didn't even want to walk home. She was so nauseous. So I'm carrying her on my back and we tried to get through (laughs) CVS and we couldn't even stand through the line. She just wasn't having it. So... We get her home, and I was pretty worried about her. She looked very pale, very sick. So our plans kind of got uh, sidetracked. We were actually going to come home. We were going to make some heart-shaped pizzas, but we went to plan B, which was getting some Chipotle. Yeah. Our stories kind of uh, are separate until kind of convening later on at night. Um, As I'm leaving my friend's house, I get home, I unpack, I just relax for a little bit, and then she decides to take Oreo and simultaneously go uh, pick up some Chipotle. I'm playing Call of Duty, and I hear the door open and close. Right when she walks in, she lets me know exactly what happened. Um, Maybe you want (laughs) to... I mean, let's just start by saying, like, what a deli cat is. Like, what's a bodega cat? Okay, well, I guess a bodega cat, which is now that I've kind of, like, spoken about this story to a few friends, I've kind of realized that a bodega cat is something that is a lot more of a fringe topic to talk about. Uh, There's a lot of feelings around it. Bodega cat is a cat that is the un like the mascot of specific delis and they are just around hanging out i don't really know the true purpose of them i'm sure it's to catch rats and to be a chill companion that hangs around the store um uh, other than that i kind of grew up I, i grew up in the city so i've always seen them around i've never really had an issue with them because maybe i've never had a dog or i've never brought a dog into a deli that had a bodega cat but this time it was uh, pretty different. So this Bodega Cat has, we've known about it, but it's never really given us any issues. No, not this one. Oh, this there is was, the first time I've ever oh, yeah, seen this yeah, one yeah. There. There, was, there was another one there. And like, just backtrack real quick. Um, it's it, interesting because 
this Bottega Cat, I know you said like companion. This one is not their companion. This one was strictly like they told me strictly to kill mice and to kill rats. And so that's why it was there. This is the first time I've ever seen that cat other than earlier in the day when I came in to try to get saltine crackers for Maya. And I didn't have Oreo at the time. But mm. we we came in there. I saw that cat. I was carrying Oreo in my arms. And I just stopped to get a few drinks. I was carrying Oreo in my arms. And I had to set him down for a second while I got the card out of my little bag to pay. And this is before I even knew this. Because this is before, this is fast forward when you're down at the, at the place. Yeah. Okay. And I'm there. And I set down the... Oreo for a second and this woman behind the counter says just be careful of the cat and about two seconds later I see this cat charging at us and it's screaming and it slashes Oreo in his face with his paws I grab Oreo he's like freaking out and barking and trying to attack it back and he's finally in my arms and I am just feeling this immense amount of pain on my left leg and I'm kicking and I'm screaming and people in the store are screaming and nobody can help. I was about less than a foot away from two guys, like big guys, muscular big guys, and they were screaming. But the second he flung off me, I don't even know, it just felt like a cartoon when there's a, like a whirlwind of dust and you're just try, like spinning in circles. That's kind of what it reminded me of. After he was gone, the cat had run away. The guy looked at me and he's like, you should have kicked that cat. You should have killed that cat. And I'm just like, I just want to pay for my drinks and get the fuck out of here. And the woman behind the counter is like, see, I told you, I told you. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I told you. I'm just like, yo, fuck off. And I'm horrified. I grab Oreo. And I walk back to our house, but I don't walk up the stairs. I don't go home immediately. I check out my leg and I'm bleeding. I check out Oreo and his face is bleeding. And I'm like, fuck. Before I went to that deli, I saw two cops and they were kind of on a some kind of like lookout. They were like a stakeout. They were looking and searching for somebody. And so I went back and they were still there. And I said, uh... I told them what exactly just happened and they're like, oh damn, like it sucks because we can't really do anything about it. I said like, should I be making a report? This has never happened to me before. I don't know what to do. And they said, there's nothing you can do except really just call the, what is it? The Better Business Bureau and like make a report. And they sent me on my way. Then I went upstairs and as each, I'm climbing each step to get to our apartment, I just like keep welling up with so much more emotion because like my dog is hurt. You hurt my dog. Like fuck me. Like I don't even care about myself at this point. Just like I, so, some little like innocent dog. Like fuck. So I get into the house and that's kind of where your story starts. You walk in and you kind of explain everything to me. And the moment that I like kind of heard what happened, I, I just uh, got ready, got my things. Kind of when you told me that like nobody did anything that's kind of when I I don't know I just rage not really rage but just anger anger um feeling like injustice to be honest 
kind of felt I felt the need to just go down there and just speak my mind and just honestly like get a feel of what exactly went down there and um I went down there very angry I'll just say that I went down there very angry I'd be curious to know if anybody has similar feelings to how I would feel um somebody in your family kind of like is very distraught about something that happened about a few seconds ago at a place that you always go to and I'd be curious to know what your guys's feelings initial feelings would be and if you guys would have maybe done similar things to what I've I did um and that is is I went down to the deli and I instantly asked like what what happened I really made it very apparent to them that that this is really serious and I was very angry my voice was elevated Uh, I all I wanted to know was who owned this cat and where this cat was I told them that I was going to hurt the cat because I knew that the police weren't going to do anything cat caused uh, somebody to bleed, a human and a dog. And I know that that's not okay. And I saw that cat and I said, this, this is the cat. And the lady in the front desk screamed and told the, the bus boy to put the cat away. And they did. And I'm sitting there just saying, I'm not leaving until the person who owns this cat comes down to explain themselves. So we can, we can talk this out because the, uh, the lady and the, the cook were like, were saying that they, they didn't know this cat's not their responsibility and I was telling them but you own the store and if I were to steal something or if I were to buy something you'd be in control of that so technically anything in this store is your responsibility and it is you have to take care of that um and they kept saying no 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 it wasn't me it wasn't me I was just kind of really angry at this point and um I told them you know I'm not really quite sure how you do it in your country but in here dogs are not allowed or cats are not allowed to hurt people and right now this woman is bleeding (laughs) from her leg and that's not okay. The manager ended up coming because this lady made a phone call and he comes and he's uh, kind of asking what's the problem, looking around like he's about to fight somebody. And at this moment I saw this happening because I had already left after they told me that the owner would come back in the morning and he comes in and I see him outside and I said, okay, cool. If he's looking to fight somebody, then here I am. And so I walked right back in and I said, yep, he was in the middle of asking the lady, is this the guy? And the lady's like, yeah. And I'm like, yep, I'm here. So what what was it that you'd like to talk to me about? Because I'm really upset. You can't, you can't, uh, you you can't have a cat that does that. It's dangerous. It's not okay. And he said, chill, it's not that big of a deal. And I'm like, well, it kind of is. And I would think that you're a spineless, ballless man if you were just to be okay with having your wife or your sister or your daughter, uh, get treated this way and not do anything about it. And he was kind of at a loss of words. And I told him that there are dogs every day. They get put down for things like this. And so therefore I wanted to see your cat so I could hurt it the way that it hurt my dog. (laughs) And I know that's totally not in hindsight, a mature thing to say or do or act, but I was in a very fight or flight mode. I felt in the overwhelming desire to protect and I felt cornered and I felt helpless and so he ended up lightening up and saying look like you're one of my favorite customers I'm, I'm so sorry that this happened we won't we don't have this cat around anymore and we'll put up a sign because I because he had said well dogs shouldn't be in here and I'm like but where's the sign there's no sign that's saying that that can't be and I see dogs in here all the time and that's so. a very common thing for New York City like if there's no dogs allowed or animals allowed you'll see a sign yeah and that's up to you if you want to be respectful to 
or not. But when there's places that say like no dogs allowed, we're not taking our dog there. Like out of respect. Yeah. And what's fun what's wild is that he kinda calmed down, but I didn't know this at the time. But apparently within my ranting and raving, two cops, the same cops that spoke to Megan earlier, showed up behind me. And I didn't know the gravity of how could potentially dangerous the situation was until one of the cops behind the main cop had his hand on the holster of his gun very uh concerningly and i that was one of the first things that i noticed and i was kind of taken back a little bit because i was like wow that's um pretty serious yeah that's pretty serious but what comforted me i suppose was the other cop who was kind of a, a little bit in front of him kind of talking kind of he was had very sympathetic empathetic eyes and he kind of the first thing he said was i totally understand how you're feeling right now it's completely like understandable i can't be doing that unfortunately like i had told the girl that i'm sure that you know which is why you came in there that we can't do anything about it but just you know when you see her just tell her to put some uh alcohol swabs on it to make sure it doesn't get infected and I said, okay, I will. And I kind of walked away because there was really nothing else I could do. And I felt I overstayed my welcome. And it was quite embarrassing as I was walking back to our apartment because the whole restaurant was looking at me as if I was some kind of baboon. It was quite embarrassing. And uh, definitely, uh, it's very cringy when I think about it. But, you know, I'd wonder if anybody else would have done the same or felt the same or could have understood because the kind of responses that we got based on that were, were very concerning. And it, and it really uh, it really hit home in a lot of areas in my heart about how I feel about the place that we live, the neighborhood that we live in, New York City. I grew up thinking that the Upper West Side was a better place, that there were more humble, empathetic people who lived here. I wanted to believe that. But based on some of the responses that we got of the story that we had told showed differently. And it's quite it's quite sad. And what ended up happening while Sam went there, I stayed home because Maya was here. And even if Maya wasn't here, I don't think I would have gone back just because I was actually really shaken up. I've never been attacked by a cat. I've never been in an altercation with another animal. Um, Oreo's been attacked before, but I haven't been, and I've been able to take control of that situation and break it up where the animal didn't come after me too. And backstory, like, I don't like cats. I've never been fond of cats. They, they honestly freak me out because of how sneaky they are. They're quiet. They're very unexpected, I would say. I just don't know what they're thinking. I, I'm not used to them, not used to being around them. I was on the phone with my mom, and she said, oh, my God, Sam went down there. Like, what do you what do you think he's saying? And I said, I know that he's asking to see the cat because he's going to kill the cat. And it was very crazy when Sam came back upstairs. And I feel like you're giving everybody like a like a G-rated version of of what happened, which is all right, because it was it was very scary. It was very. There is a lot of emotions, I think, that just were unexpected and I think in these situations you have no idea what how you're going to feel until it actually happens you have no idea what you're going to say or think or anything until somebody gets hurt that you love or 
you know, just, just in general, somebody gets hurt. And, and then it's like this fight or flight and it's very overwhelming. But when Sam came back home, we had a little bit of dinner, talked for a bit. And then I decided that I really wanted to just let other people know because God forbid somebody else brings an animal in there that they love. Or at this point, if it's kind of attacking humans too, like just let people know. And so there's a group who are in this neighborhood and I posted on the group and I just had like explained kind of what happened in hopes that, you know, people would kind of just maybe be like, oh, thanks for letting me know kind of thing. I wasn't really looking for praise or anything. And I knew that there were going to be people who were not very nice, but I did not expect the amount of like indecency that I got back. And I think that's what really kind of I had like two or three mental breakdowns this week because of it. Um, I had no idea I would take these things so personally and I did my best not to. A lot of people called me a liar. A lot of people blamed me for bringing my dog there. A lot of people stood up for me though too, which was nice, but it's hard to see those comments based on other people being just so brutal to you. And I would love to read them or respond back to them, but I just made a comment back on the post and just said that specifically, while I would love to address these comments one by one, this was more for other people. I just hope that, you know, this doesn't happen to anybody else and this was more of a a warning than a discussion. And yeah, Yeah, that was it. And, you know, like I said, uh, an opinion from somebody who grew up here, I'd like to say born here. This place is all I know. Um, I'm really, you know, disgusted, to be honest, by the responses back because, you know, I do everything to really... Okay, let me take it back. I have a lot of social problems. I have a hard time being sociable, and I don't know if it's a product of living in the city and, you know, that kind of speak don't speak your mind, just look forward, try not to make eye contact, just do your thing. Um, Growing up more into an adult, I've kind of um, embodied that more. So for better or for worse, I know that it's not somebody, something I want to be. I want to be more talkative. I want to be more approachable. Um, But I do have a hard time with that. And I do struggle with that. I don't want people to think that I'm somebody who is sketchy or who is weird to be around um, because I know that happens sometimes and I feel really badly. I I beat myself up about it every night when I go to bed and when I think about the day. um, Those are things that run through my mind and uh, I just feel bad about it. Um, I really want to be a better person for that. And it just, the reason why I say this is it kind of makes me not want to be a better person for the responses that, you know, somebody who I love received based on something that they had, that what really affected them. And they, you know, came on this platform with all good intentions. And a lot of it was met with just this, just very shallow, non-thoughtful, not empathetic or sympathetic at all, uh, joking-like responses. And, I, you know, it just, I'm biting my initial feelings of what I would want to do because what I would want to do is kind of treat 
them how they treated me, which is if I see anything or if I see anybody ask for help or if I see any potential event that I could help for the better for somebody else who lives in the city, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to at all. I'd say, well, I remember that time when you laughed at me. So (laughs) here's a big middle finger to you because an eye for an eye. But I'm trying to, you know, not let those like initial feelings get the best of me. And I'm trying to still believe, which like Megan said earlier, there were good comments, positive comments, and I want to be a better person for those people, for the people who are decent people here, um, like my mom and people like my mom who don't want conflict, who just want to live their lives, who want to have a good time, you know, who want to have friends and who, who don't want violence or, or any kind of negativity in their neighborhood. They want a peaceful neighborhood so they can just relax and, and just live their life. And that's what I'm, you know, doing. <laughs> yeah. But it, but it, it, it really questions me. It really opened my eyes to the level of insensitive uh, responses were given. I, I thought that, you know, it would have been like 80-20, but it felt more like 50-50 almost, or like 60-40, very, very even. And I was very surprised by, by that. Yeah, it was super, um, I don't know, it was interesting. I was just really glad that the next day, which was Wednesday, I had therapy (laughs) because I really needed it. Uh, I woke up the next day, I slept in, I didn't wake up at four, I was still really sad. I woke up and I went to urgent care because there was a lot of comments on there that said you should really get a shot, you should really just get it checked out. Um, and I was like, oh, I guess I never thought of it. But then when you think of what a bodega cat is, and if that's their sole purpose is to kill rodents, then... Yeah, what really got me is when uh, you were like, yeah, they, they they got the cat to kill rodents. And um, thinking how dirty rats are. Yeah. And just to think that that cat might have had rat blood on their, on their claws or something. Yeah, because I got bit and I got uh, scratched. So when I went to the doctor's office, he gave me a tetanus shot, and then he also gave me a big, huge dose of antibiotics, just in case. Because what else I learned is, I guess there's this kind of sickness that you can get from cats. Uh, I, I don't remember what it was called, but it's from scratches, and it's this bacterial thing, and it's pretty bad. So he was hoping that that would help it. He said that he was curious if the cat had rabies because it attacked a human as well. And obviously it, it went after me because I had Oreo still in my arms at the time, but I didn't know if it had its rabies shot or not. So that morning he told me I should probably check and find out. So after the doctor's office, I ran straight to the bodega and I asked, you know, if, if the owner was there and they said, no, um, but they'll be back later in the day. And I went to my therapy session and I was, you know, explaining to her everything that happened. And I could not even put um, a name to my emotions at the time. I was so up and so down and so mad and so sad and manic and uh, overwhelmed with so many feelings. I really couldn't speak normally. I was, it, I was all over the place. 
And she had me kind of do this breathing exercise with her, which really helped me and helped calm me down and realize that all of these feelings are just a bottled up feeling of sadness, feelings of sadness. Like I was so sad that people thought I was lying. I was so sad that people thought that it was all my fault and that they were really worried about the cat and they wanted to go check up on the cat because I must have hurt the cat and all of these things and it doesn't even matter like thinking about the comments now or in hindsight are kind of it's sad but it's like whatever but I didn't really have a choice but to go back again at two o'clock that day to talk to the owner and that was an interesting conversation I recorded the conversation because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to be too angry or too emotional. I just wanted to make sure that I 100% had my, just my initial thought was, does your cat have its rabies vaccine? That was my initial thought. And when I spoke to him, I tried to leave three times I was going to walk away three times because I guess I'll kind of break it down so I walked in I was like hey like I was the one who got attacked yesterday um just curious like I was at the doctor's office and they gave me a shot and antibiotics and they just wanted to find out if you know your cat was vaccinated for rabies and he's like oh yeah yeah yeah, for sure and I was like oh can I have proof and that really caught him off guard and he's like oh, I mean yeah I don't have it on me right now but if you come like I don't know like maybe like I can find it later and I said okay like cool so I'll come back tomorrow and you can show me and he's like yeah yeah, yeah. so I walked out I started walking out and I was like all right cool as I get to the door and I push the door open he's like hey but you should probably just go get checked anyways and I said hey but like that's why I would like to know if your cat has its rabies shot or not because I don't want to go to the emergency room and he's like oh okay and I was like cool so I'll just come back tomorrow and as I'm walking out the door again he goes oh well uh you know like I would just probably just go to make sure and I said yeah but guess what it's gonna be like a $200 copay if I go and he's like oh no more it's okay like I'll I'll check it out like I'll pay for it and then I turned around and I was like look it's about my time too because you want to go into a New York City ER you're planning on being there for possibly up to eight hours and I don't really want to do that so if you have the papers and I can come back tomorrow to look at them and have proof then I will feel a lot better and then obviously we agreed and I left but it made me feel uneasy because then I walked out thinking, all right, well, you don't really know this person. He could just go get papers from somebody else or, you know, because I have to get papers for Oreo when I travel. And that's, to be honest, that's very easy to Photoshop if I needed to. I don't need to because he has his rabies and all his other shots, but it would be. So it kind of caught me off guard that he said to just go anyways. He didn't care about the money. So I thought this dude probably doesn't have uh probably have paperwork so I go a few days without I guess thinking twice about it I mean I was thinking twice about it but I just kind of wanted to ignore it because I at this point I was a little distraught I'm thinking I have to go to the emergency room only to find out like after talking to two doctors they 
led me to a 311 call, which led me to poison control. Poison control said if you have no proof, then you need to go to the emergency room because that's the only place to get a vaccine. It's not offered anywhere else. The CDC should have been involved. Like, all of this crazy shit. Um, And my mom really pushing me to go. I finally ended up going on Saturday morning. I think it was Saturday or Sunday morning. And that was kind of a process in itself because the doctor there didn't think that I needed it, said it was less than a one in a million chance of getting rabies. But because I got bit on my leg, he said, I'm really happy you got bit on your leg because if you got bit anywhere close to your heart or your brain, then you wouldn't have any time to decide. But now you have more time to decide just in case. And I just thought like, this is, this is so, I don't even know what to think at this point because Yes, it's like way less than one in a million, but for the time to get it, there's no going back. I can't un-get the rabies. I can't just take some medicine and, and it'll go away. So I was on the phone with my mom and I had told her what happened and she was kind of perplexed because everywhere you look online, obviously it tells you to go in and get it. And I ended up just walking up to the doctor who was talking to multiple doctors at the time about me in the situation and I just said look I'm gonna need you to point me into the right direction because you're saying no everybody else multiple other doctors have said yes that I should get it and he just said like basically just said I think it'll make you feel better and I think it'll make you sleep better at night so maybe you should just get it and then I got it but didn't realize that it was a five shot process that I'm gonna have to go back to the emergency room in total five times yeah, you said it was really painful yeah like they did it right on your right on the cuts on your cuts yeah so they give you a vaccine the first one's in your left arm or whatever arm you want and then the other one was a giant vial I want to look that up <laughs> it was really big and um they said he came in he said this is not gonna feel good uh, there's a lot of pressure involved because there's a lot of fluid inside of the shot. We're going to start actually right next to where you got bit. And I was like, okay, cool. Like thinking, because I've had so many, not so many surgeries, but because I've had surgery before, because I've had multiple ID, IVs, multiple hospital visits, multiple times I've got my blood done, I thought this wasn't really going to be that big of a deal. But because there was so much fluid in it it didn't it couldn't go all in one in one uh like shot i guess and then he lifted that one and he put it into another one right next to another bite mark and it hurt really really bad i'm pretty good at taking pain but this was like in another level i just was like all right all right you can stop and then he said the rest, which it wasn't even halfway done, needed to go into my other arm. And that was just as painful, if not more. And yeah, that was a, it was a bummer. Um, would not recommend to my worst enemy. That was very painful. And I just sat there. I mean, the whole hospital visit was kind of a mess. Uh, they gave me the wrong discharge papers. They gave me it for some alcoholic <laughs> who came in for problems. I don't know. I didn't even check myself out. I just walked out of the emergency exit because at that point I just felt very overwhelmed. I was there for about four or five hours just waiting because obviously the rabies vaccine isn't very 
it's not something they do on a daily basis. So they kept saying, we have to get it from the pharmacy. We have to get it from the pharmacy. I have no idea what that means. Like, did somebody just make a batch perfectly for me? Like, I have no idea. But it took them, like, a few hours. And, yeah, I just kind of chilled there. And I was reading and just listening to other people in the ER have their their deals, their problems. And, yeah, it it was interesting. But now I go back again on Tuesday. And... Yeah, like, moral of the story is, hey, if you have a dog, just be careful when you're in Delius, Mm -hmm. because you have no idea where this cat is, and, um, you know, uh, I grew up in the city, and I never really liked cats, but they never never really bothered me in the stores, but, you know, I just, I don't know, I guess I never, I never... I never chose a side because I know apparently that there are a lot of people out there who are really hate the bodega cats, but the people who love them far outnumber the people who don't. And I am now one of those minorities, which nothing new in my life. Um, do not like them. I don't. I just think they're pretty dangerous. But I guess um, kind of going back to your, what you're saying earlier is like, that was the number one thing I guess that really bothered me is I feel like I've lived my life pretty honest and I feel like I've tried to do everything to do things the right way so to speak whatever that means and in your eyes is try to do things the right way try to be a good like kind person although I can get like angry I do my I guess best the best to... way to think about that is you know treat people how you want to be treated because yeah. how you want to be treated is very you know particular and it's very mm-hmm. i guess so you would you wouldn't want people to beat up on you you want people to not listen to you you wouldn't want people to be there for you and to help you out and, and like when you see somebody down or, and out and struggling that you help them out because that's what i always try to do and like, so therefore you you'd hope that people would be do the same for you yeah when, when you're in your time of need and that was where the first like mental breakdown came from was that i I was just like, all right, like, when is our lease up? Like, I'm leaving. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, you probably have to stay here talking to Sam. And on a completely relevant note, too, I totally (laughs) got to understand a little bit more about, like, how, um, you know, more people of notoriety feel when when there's a whole community bashing them for something that they did. Like, it really can get to them. Yeah. Um, For instance, like, the first time I'm thinking about it was, like, Derek Carr. You know, a lot of people have some negative things to say about him. And And when they come for him, though, they come for him. They come for him, yeah. And he he gains new respect in my book for how he is able to just, yeah, he just, he says he only answers to uh, the Lord, uh, the one, the true God, uh, Jesus Christ himself, and uh, I respect that he can confide in his religion to help him, uh, d- you know, rise above all the, the people who want to bring him down. Yeah. And because, you know, like you can understand, <laughs> it can really get to you. It can yeah. really break you down. In a way you never thought it would. Because yeah. these are complete and utter And now strangers. I can totally see why somebody could really hurt themselves yeah because of all these mean words that people have no idea and the problem is like when i look back at it like i have a pretty good support system but i didn't really reach out to anybody except my mom and you and not to say you guys didn't do a good enough job but when i like get sad and depressed like i don't really talk 
I don't really like to talk about it. I don't really talk. And so then as the days went, you know, came past and I talked a little bit about it to other people and realized like I have more people on my side, you know, that that I should have reached out to when I was feeling ridiculous and overwhelmed and like that I was just going to run away and like get me an Oreo, like a one-way ticket somewhere to get the fuck out of here because I felt like it's so draining. I felt like it's so hard to just have a normal conversation with somebody here because everybody is just so fucking mean. Like that's what my head was just kind of gearing towards. And yeah, it's definitely what you said is other people who go through that, it's very and like growing up in the city i don't know if anybody else grew up in this can relate to me but i feel as though i fought my whole life here you know i fought i fought to exist i fought for people to respect me um physically and emotionally um you know you really got to say something you know it's just it's a quintessential like new york kind of mentality where you know a car gets too close and you're like hey i'm walking here kind of you know with an attitude, not, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of like back off. You know, this is me. This is my area, you know? And it's almost really like people don't yourself. like, it sucks when you feel as if you have to be mean to be heard. It sucks when you have to like almost feel like you're bashing somebody for people to hear you out or for people to even acknowledge your existence because that's kind of what I feel here. And it's what I do like about it is it's very far and few in between but i do make small friends on the side like with oreo specifically me and him met this woman and she's she's older and she she she's retired she's from italy and we just met one time because oreo really loved her and jumps up on her and likes to say hi in the mornings i used to see her every single morning and then she told me her name and where she lived and then we started talking about her dog and so that day I actually, the day after I actually saw her and she's like, I haven't seen you. I haven't seen you this week. Like, it's actually really stressing me out. Like, are you okay? Is your dog okay? And that made me so happy. Like I almost started crying. So I'm like, oh shit. Like more or less like somebody cares or somebody's looking out or like we do have friends in the city kind of thing. Like it was, it was nice. So yeah, that was interesting and I think another thing that really was not a good timing for this was yo I got my period so I was like super PMSing at the time and like I think that led to like my second mental breakdown last week I don't know it was it was so overwhelming and even talking about it I'm getting kind of drained just because it's a lot I felt like that meme where um there a person at a picnic and uh, he's uh, slapping everybody. <laughs> he, they're all their friends. Like, hey, you can't slap. You know, what's wrong with slap? You know that that one where it's like he just slaps them. Just keeps. That's that's people. how I felt about everybody who said something negative about the situation. I I came from a very like um, defensive place. I I would fight the whole world. You know, um, t- uh, for the injustice that I felt about what happened, as little as it might be. You know. All I just saw was somebody bleeding, and I just, I saw red. That's all I did. I saw red. I saw I saw somebody who, like, doesn't make, I understand me. I'm a hothead, you know. I can I can be a, a feisty, you know, mother effer. Um, but with you, you err a lot more on the side of caution, and you err more on a lot more on the side of not saying anything because you don't want problems. So the fact that something like that happened to you made me even more 
enraged because I'm just like, you know, how could, <laughs> why you, you know, why not me, you know, in that sense. And, um, yeah, I took it kind of petty because I, I, I go look on, uh, I look on, um, how much, how much it costs to, uh, to own a deli. And I saw an area for, for uh, rent up on the Upper West Side. It's like $170 a month per square foot. Mm-hmm. $170 per square foot. And I'd say that that place is 100 square feet. So it's about $85,000 a year for, for rent. Just And just that's just for rent. That's not even restocking all the stuff. It's like $120,000 a year just for rent and i just kind of calculated how much i potentially give them a year and yeah. that adds honestly we that's that's go there daily. that's adds up to 12 to fifteen thousand dollars a year so because of this altercation they lost 12 to fifteen thousand dollars a year yep so therefore i feel better because that's yeah, that's, we haven't really gone back. And to be honest, like, I never went back to figure out if he had papers or not. Because at the root of it, I don't know this person, and I don't trust him. Therefore, I don't give a fuck if you show me these papers or not. Yeah, and it's like, with all due respect, you know, I don't respect you guys because I simply came in here wanting to speak to the owner. I was rowdy and stuff, and I with my words, not with my actions at all. And the fact that, you know, the manager or owner came in and almost fought me for something that very well was in his, you know, control was just very inappropriate. That's the best word I can say. It was just inappropriate. Um, Didn't even hear me at once. And what's interesting, what's interesting is that they called you. Yeah. And they were very nervous. And I know yeah. that they looked at the cameras and they saw how crazy that happened, how crazy that was. And that was all the they needed. I found all they out. needed was somebody to go in there, police to go in there yes. and look at that stuff. Yes. And they couldn't and they would get in trouble if they deleted that. I know that you get in trouble if you delete um, footage like that. Because yeah. that's like that's that that could be a, a potential lawsuit. Mm-hmm. He um, told me that when I went to go ask, when I talked to him that that day, he told me he saw it. I mean, it. you could sue them. And that's why after he told me he saw it, he's like, yeah, I mean, it just attacked attacked the dog. It's not that big of a deal. And I guess the, the type of people, um, like this guy, his background, um, without coming at them, his background isn't, uh, they don't like, he doesn't like animals. They don't think of them as like, pets or somebody who you love or anything but like yo my dog is like one of my best friends so damn that just that killed me so badly when he kept saying like it's just a it's just a dog it's not that big of a deal like control your animal and that's and that's what enraged me which is why he i don't know who you talked to but the same guy was i was talking to or a guy that i was talking to was just like yo relax it's just a dog and i told him I don't give a, f- to be honest with you, I'm be- I said, I'm going to be man to man with you. I don't give a fuck about that dog. I don't give a fuck about that dog, Oreo. What I give a fuck about is that cat hurt a human being. And dogs get put down for that. Mm-hmm. So where's that cat? Where's that cat at? Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, like, where is that cat? And then the cops was... showed up and then that was history for me. But... There was three different people, I think, involved. The person you were dealing with, the person I talked to the next day, and then 
there was like three missed phone calls on my phone because I had called down to the deli to see like where what time the owner was coming through and then another owner his brother had called to apologize he didn't realize that I actually got cut too um and bit so yeah just a lot of back that, and, forth and that's and why I told the guy that wasn't about the dog he needed to the reason why I said it like that is he needed to understand that it's not about the dog. Yeah. Because I had repeated that too to the guy on the phone because he once again like was like it's just not that big of a deal. It's just two animals. But I'm like, yo, like this isn't and and like I don't expect everybody to understand. Just like I don't expect to like now I genuinely understand when people are like shooken up like about something and and I'm like, damn, like it's not that big of a deal. Now I understand because in hindsight, if you look at this from the outside and you're like, oh, you just got like a little bite and a scratch from a deli cat, like, it's not you. that big of a deal. But like how I took that is, was a very big deal. Like I spiraled into a fucking bout of depression for a week. I mean, and, and to think that, you know, I was at a park with my daughter on something similar and, you know, a two year old, a boy that was two years older than my daughter made her, made my, made my daughter cry. And because of that. You know, I was I was ready to 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 fucking punch this son's mother in the face by the way that she was approaching the situation by saying that my daughter should know better to um, mess with her son, um, and her son ended up like pushing my daughter, and um, and I told her, you know, I'm sorry that this is coming out very like <laughs> angrily because I still am pretty angry about that. I don't I don't like. Um, I don't like injustices like that. I just don't. Um, I don't like uh, in the fact that she was telling me that, you know, uh, for my daughter to kind of stick up for herself. I'm just like, dude, she's a she's a girl. Um, and I, I mean nothing by that negatively. She's just there's a two year. She's a, she was six at the time and there was an eight year old boy. I don't know if anybody else is a parent out there, especially anybody else with a daughter or a son. I'd like to think that people with sons would understand, like, you have to not hurt girls <laughs> like especially girls or that are younger than you yeah you, you just can't do that and it was just so it made it almost made me cry with how barbaric this lady was kind of approaching approaching the situation just saying kind of an eye for an eye you know these kids got to slug it out in the park and that's just 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 the way things are and that's just the way things should be if your daughter was that upset she should punch him back or something or do something about it and i just was like how could you teach your son these these things have have you have you no shame? Have you never been in an altercation? Because I have. My mom didn't teach me to just keep my mouth shut, and I ended up getting jumped in senior year and put, put being put in the emergency room because I got ended up getting nine stitches in my in my in my uh, eye eye you know in my in my eyebrow because some kid just beat the crap out of me, and I literally almost died. I'm I was losing a lot of freaking blood, bleeding out in the parking lot before a construction <laughs> worker found me and called the ambulance and the rest was history but that altercation of me not knowing any better i could have i could have gotten killed and that's kind of what hurt me so much too which is like why certain things are just like <laughs> you know and it's just i i couldn't even imagine if i were to post that online and people said yo buck up you know maybe you should teach your daughter to fight better or something and i'm just like it would just break my heart because i'm just like 
I don't want that to happen. I just wish that someone just understand, you know, people can use their words, especially parents can just talk it out. Like where, where does this anger and this hostility have to come from? If they would have treated you with respect in the beginning and just said, oh my God, I am so sorry. Do you need a bandaid? Here, hold on. Let me call the manager. Hold on. Stay right here. I want, you know, I want this to, I want to figure this out. You know, I, this is not okay. Yeah. This cat cannot be doing this, you know? But instead of them just saying you should have known better, like don't put your dog down. It's no big deal. Get out, kind of get out of the store, mm-hmm. move on. We got next customers. I was mm-hmm. that's kind of it's. I just wish that people would just treat situations with more empathy, more you know, just just better. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. And I guess that's like at the end of the day when you look back and you're like, okay, well, what did you, what did you expect? What did you want them to do? I guess that was just it. Just be a little bit more understanding and... Because if that was Oreo, Oreo would have gone... I would have smacked the shit out of Oreo if he did that to anybody. I would have been like, what do you need from me? What, like, do you... I will will pay for your cab ride. I will pay you to go to the emergency room right here, right now. This is not okay. This is not acceptable. My dog, when I get home, he's going to get punished. Believe me, after the smack that he received. He's going to get punished because that is not acceptable. And, and like dogs, if they bite somebody, that's it. They, get, they, get they could, down. they could, yeah, they could so. die. Um, so, so you know, that's that's kind of a, a glimpse of what I would have done in that situation. And that's just, I just couldn't, I couldn't believe that, you know, that they, um, they you know, responded that way. I just wanted way. them to do is like, yo, just just watch out. Like either just warn other people that hey, like I have a, a you have a, a cat that's in there that doesn't like other animals, or just I don't know just be a little bit nicer that 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 was just it maybe and that's why i was coming from like such an angry place just like you same same reason just be a little bit more caring or understanding or that's it that's it and maybe it wouldn't have gone to the lengths that it did but here we are talking about it still but it's all right because i think that like i was telling my grandma it kind of just gave me another set of tools to put in my toolbox because this is not going to be the first time that I speak my mind about something that other people don't agree with or other people bash me for or whatever the case may be and I will be doing everything out of like out of kindness out of selflessness out of love just like just human decency and just respect yeah. You know, that's that's at the end of it. That's the root of all kindness, right? That's the root of all, you know, you know, graciousness, right? It's just that mutual respect for one another yeah. and what people deserve, you know? Um, and with that kid at the in the, you know, playground, I would hope that cuz I remember you had I just, said honestly, like hey, I just hope is that kid okay gets if, if like he just like apologizes because that's the thing yeah, that's and what she, you should I, teach and your I did kids. I did and she said nope and because that, yeah. your daughter did why should he apologize for something your daughter did to him and I said yo who like I was like oh, you're like what 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 we're parents what what yeah. what because here's the thing like what are you, when, like, when a, I like think a, about a, a it child what what happens if Maya did know how to fight back and what happens if she smacked the kid what's gonna the happen balls? what's gonna happen is that kid's gonna get his fucking neck rock rocked like legit if his mother teaches him to do that like me that's why i brought up that story he is going to get the crap kicked out of him one day based on that and his mommy isn't gonna save him 
which is why I'm teaching my daughter to be able to use her words, to be able to not get in physical altercations. I am teaching her that no matter how big, no matter how strong she is, there will always be somebody stronger and not afraid even more that even less than she is about an altercation and she will get herself into really big trouble um, and I won't be there to save her. So yeah. it's in her best interest to just communicate, express your feelings. Maybe it gets intense and stuff, but just try and let cooler heads prevail. And that's the best you can do. Um, but like I said, that lady and that boy, I, I pray for them. I pray for them. I, I, I uh, what's it? I, I have mercy on the, the, the sorry soul who's gonna put them in their place one day because that's honestly that's just how the world works. Cause I was put in my place when I was a little dickhead kid, <laughs> running my mouth. I was definitely put in my place, and I, I, I got a huge, huge slice of humble cake. Um, and after that, I didn't, I didn't, I, no more, no more talk about and me. And you have to like see that in the mirror every single day. Hell yeah. That shit hurt. You have a scar. I have a scar. Yep. Anyway, sorry, sorry uh, <laughs> for all this <laughs> uh, emotional. Uh, I spend, well, I guess for me, a little bit more of a um, a tone <laughs> and anger yeah. overlays. It's just something that, you know, I, I struggle with. I, I really, I struggle with, um, I struggle with trying to do the better, do the, I struggle with trying to find ways to enable the cooler heads to prevail and when times like when family gets hurt or are involved in something it it it's like my kryptonite i it's i try so hard to just take deep breaths you know that it's um because i i too i'm I'm, i struggle very much with my emotions um but i'm really trying to work on that um for the sake of my daughter and and just showing how somebody can weather the storm and um just be a role model that's all just try and try and be a role model poor little maya <laughs> that night i was in the room and i was just had got off the phone with my mom and she she was so sick and she comes and she's like what happened and like i was like putting a alcohol swab on the bite and the cuts and everything and i was like i got bit by a cat and she's like oh and then she just turned around and went back to bed she was just I don't think she even realized what happened until the next day we had talked about it and I brought her no the next day we we she stayed home from school and she was really just hanging in her room all day because she was so tired and still not feeling good but we talked about it a little bit on the following day on the way to school and I just told her like I'm afraid like I don't know what to think right now about people about animals about everything and it was really nice it was nice to just have a conversation with her because I felt so vulnerable and nervous even just walking to school with her because I had just really come from a place where I just want to stay in bed I don't want to go outside I don't want to deal with people I don't want to have any kind of interactions with anybody and because I was paranoid for the next few days but it was nice being able to talk get through with Maya because she was kind of just like well why would you feel like that um, just asking these broad questions of maybe not understanding, but it kind of helped me understand why and maybe explain a little bit more too. But, but yeah, I think this week will definitely be a better week. And, uh, we're going to finally have the, uh, the video for this podcast up and running, hopefully by next week. 
So I'm really excited for that. Yeah, we have everything. I gotta go running. <laughs> gotta get in shape. Gotta get rid of this double chin. Triple chin. <laughs> Triple. But all right, guys. Thanks for letting us vent to you. Vent. Yes. Very helpful. Definitely. And we will see you next time. Yep. Peace. Um, I was gonna say on oh. life for the last. Oh, on life for the last. <laughs> Peace.